the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Forecast, gorgeous afternoon for the Phillies home opener. May get to 57, 58. Cloudy the next few days, but warming up. 66 the high tomorrow and may get over 70 on Saturday. Flyers won an OT last night. Sixers home this evening. March Madness resumes tonight with the Sweet 16 round. The big news, the Phillies home this afternoon. They started a little under an hour ago. They're in the third inning at last count with uh, Andrew McCutcheon. The, one of the many changes the Phils made in the offseason. He hit a home run in his first at bat as a Philly. 1-1 game going on at the ballpark today. I would have liked to have gone to that program or that uh, that that game. But we have this fine broadcast to do, and it's a nice thing. We, can, we may even get a, uh, a lot of friends in the press box down there. We may get one of them to check in and give us a little vibe of the ballpark. But whether or not that happens, I do know what's happening, which I think you're going to like. I'm excited today to have not one. Not two, but three of the current contestants, season 16 of The Voice. Matthew Johnson, Rod Stokes, and uh, Geith Rigdon are all going to be checking in. And if you're the kind of person like, yeah, I heard about The Voice. I've heard of shows like that. I don't really know how they work. You're not alone. In fact, I myself, before preparing to have these guys on, I'm like, I know about the different names. I kind of how it works, but I really don't know. So we'll include a little info on that so as you listen in you'll have uh, some context for that so we're looking forward to having all three of them on this hour we're also looking forward to handing out some more free stuff in fact batting lead off perhaps for this show would be a little giveaway action if you'd like to win a gift card at duncan or wawa courtesy of briner chevrolet in jenkintown give me a quick call at 800-560-wfil right now and we'll make a winner why not 800-560-9345, and we'll hook up uh, a random caller with a gift card. Mail that out to you. You choose. We'll take a short break, and then we're going to be welcoming aboard Matthew Johnson, one of the first three contestants we'll be having on today, currently participating in The Voice. It's all coming up in just a moment. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 4.07 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Uh, we had some kind of an issue with the contest call-in line. So here's what we'll do. Let's just bump this over to the text line. 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Send me a quick text, just your first and last name, where you're from. And uh, DD or W, 
if you uh, have a preference of a gift card from Dunkin' or Wawa, and we'll draw winners off the line that way. One more time at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Send me a text when you get a chance. We'll make a winner near the end of the hour. So you have a chance to, you know, don't do that while you're driving. Pull over and and uh, text in when you can. First and last name, just the town you're from, and just put D, D or W if you have a preference for Dunkin' or Wawa. So uh, as we go into the show now, I'm very excited. We have our... Uh, our first guest ready to go here in a moment. The Voice has been on for a number of years. Um, we have Adam from Maroon 5, Kelly Clarkson, Blake Shelton, newcomer John Legend. They're the four musical coaches in this 16th season. And there are five stages to the program. There's something called the blind audition. That's where, uh, after the, the singer has qualified and gone through some pre-qualification stuff, they come on stage and they sing, and the coaches have their backs to the contestant. And they face away uh, so they can't see, uh, they can just hear. And each coach has the option to blindly push a button and they turn their chair around if they want an artist to be on their team. Each of those four coaches, Adam, Kelly, Blake, and John Legend, they're creating a team that will eventually compete. Uh, and, and then, and then the, in the end, it's kind of like a Super Bowl coach, you know, can cl- kind of be like, I'm the one who helped the team get to where they are. Uh, but one person winds up being the winner of the, of the voice. So that said, um, if, if one, like, you know, while the person's singing, if more than one coach hits a button, like they're interested and they're spinning their chairs around, then the contestant gets to choose who they want to work with. And if none of the coaches push their respective button during the contest, uh, during the song, then the contestants automatically eliminated. So that'd be kind of a sad thing that can happen. Uh, so the blind ambitions also give coaches a chance to block another coach one time during the whole process. So each of their chairs has an extra set of buttons with the other three coaches names. The block button prevents a coach from adding a contestant to their team. So it's kind of a, a fun competition amongst the uh, coaches as well for building a, a team uh, that would be successful. After the blind uh, blind auditions, there's something called the battle rounds. And once the coaches have filled their teams from those blind auditions, they work with each of the artists to develop their skills. It takes some time for that. They have some celebrity advisors. And then in the battle rounds, this is kind of an odd dynamic. The coaches actually take two of their own team members and pit them against each other while they're singing a song together. So they're doing duets and they have to, you know, work together and, and make it sound good. But at the end of the song, one of them's going to be eliminated from that team. Doesn't mean they're eliminated from the show because sometimes another one of those three coaches will swoop in and say, well, if you don't want them, I'll take them. I want them. And then there are more rounds beyond that point. Uh, so, but this is where we are in this process. These battle rounds have been happening. And our very first guest was an uh, you know experienced what I just described there, having been uh, selected by uh, one of the coaches, and then in a knockout round didn't quite make it, but was scooped up by another coach. So let's get into our conversation here. Our first of three from the current uh, season, season sixteen of The Voice, Matthew Johnson joining us. Hello, sir. Uh, let's see if I have the right buttons pushed here. How you doing? How, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Matthew, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Very good. Congratulations on making it this, to this point so far. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. It feels great to be here. <laughs> yeah. When did trying to be part of The Voice 
first become something you even thought about, or or was there a friend who kind of said you really should do that? Or well, it, it was in 2017. 2017, I said, you know what, Matthew, you're really good at singing. Why don't you try one of these shows out and see if you can make it? And so I decided. Um, to try out for The Voice. It was in uh, 2017, and I drove from Jacksonville all the way to Baltimore, Maryland. Wow. Um, and <laughs> it was an open call audition. I didn't get past the first time, um, but that didn't stop me. And, you know, a year later, I auditioned in, in Atlanta, Georgia, and, um, you know, the rest is history. I, I get, got an opportunity to audition for all the coaches and got four chairs. That's incredible. That's a great thing. And I know um, singing and performing isn't new to you, right? I mean, you've been or are in a Christian acapella group? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. That is correct. Um, I sing with a group at my church called Total Praise Acapella Ensemble. Cool. I also sing background. Yes, absolutely. I also sing background uh, for an artist by the name of Genesis Archer. And our group is Genesis and Live, which means living in victory every day. Uh, so I had the pleasure of singing in these groups and then also traveling around the country. I attended a school in Texas called Southwestern Christian College. Yeah. And at that school, uh, we went on tours, uh, music tours for, with the chorus. Um, so being able to travel and, and sing, uh, it, it gave me all the comfort that I really needed and all the confidence. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing your time, obviously, you know, doing all these things serves you well with regard to the whole voice experience. Oh, absolutely. You know, I just... Uh, take what I learned in those groups and, and the practice habits um, and do the same thing when I get ready to perform here on The Voice. Yeah. Chatting with Matthew Johnson, who's a, a part of The Voice uh, process. And it's, you know, it, for those who haven't seen the show, it can, and even those who have, it can still be a little bit like, so what happens next? And how does it all work? And just backing up a second when you mentioned the open call, because if, if somebody else is listening and said, I'd like to try that, in general, right, the, that open call is like, hey, if you think you can do this, come to these open calls when they have them. And then from there, so um, so basically, um, you have your open call audition, and that's what I did um, in Atlanta. If they like you there, then you have a callback. Okay. And so I did a callback in Atlanta that next day, and then after that, you know, they have a few more callbacks, yeah. um, and then you're preparing for the for the uh, blind audition. Okay, and that that's where people so there's a few different rounds you have to make it through before you would get to the blind auditions. And as you mentioned, the the four chair uh, meaning of the all four of the judges turned around and saw you and said, "We you know we like this." guy did you choose was it john legend at the beginning is that right i did choose john legend okay and then that wound up your path wound up going to choosing kelly after a while after the battle with sean so what why did you pick kelly uh, just out of curiosity any particular reason or did you research the judges ahead of time and you know if i if i have my choice this is what i want to do or was it more of just a gut feeling at the time well i tell you what kelly was always very intriguing to me because uh, she won the last two seasons. Yes. Uh, not only has she uh, won the last two seasons, but she's also won a competition herself. Um, and so I knew that she uh, would give me all the tools that I needed to be successful uh, in a competition like this, and also as a singer, as a performer, as an artist. And so I knew that picking Kelly, I could not go wrong uh, because she's done it before. You know, her history speaks for itself. And so I knew if I picked Kelly, we'd make the great team. Her personality is so it's so sweet, so humble, so nice. I, I loved it. So I knew we'd be the perfect team. Yeah, it's very interesting you say that. I'm a big sports fan. I don't know if you have a favorite sports team. Or, it's like a free agent signing with a team that's like uh, they're <laughs> they're poised to go somewhere. I want or I like that manager. I want to go with them. What, what's your favorite sports team? Oh, so I have. 
have a few. So my favorite football team, of course, I live in Jacksonville, and so I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar. You Basketball, sc- I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan. What? You know? <laughs> so well, have a nice I'm a day. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Kobe <laughs> fan. And then um, lastly, you know, for college, uh, Florida State Seminoles. And, you know, we're in the March Madness tournament right now, too. So that's right. I'm full of our team. <laughs> that's right. And, of course, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll root for Jacksonville because Nick Foles, who led us to a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz, now he's your starter, right? He, they, they just signed with uh, Jacksonville. Oh, yes, he did, and I'm super excited about it. I can't wait to watch him play. You're getting a good guy. He's a strong believer also. So uh, chat with Matthew oh, yes. Matthew Johnson of The Voice. When you're not singing, I understand you work for a collections agency. Is that right? That is right. So every day I basically uh, call customers and work with them on trying to get them right back on track um, with their loans. Um, sometimes they get behind, and we do understand that, but we want to try to find a solution and have them help us, you know, try to get them right back on track. We want them to be able to stay in their in their vehicles, and, and so we try to get them caught right back up. Uh, Matthew, how does your faith come into play with all of this, whether it's calling someone about their payments or singing in front of large crowds and working with Kelly Clarkson? Those are two different worlds, uh, <laughs> you know, but yes. but the same but the same faith, uh, that, you know, where, wherever you are, right? Absolutely. I just say trusting the process, understanding that everything that I go through is for a reason. Um, What I'm going through on my everyday job is preparing me for the moment that I have here on The Voice. And what I have here on The Voice is preparing me for what's to come in the future. And so just keeping the faith and and trusting God's process and always having a positive um, attitude, realizing that God is continuing to bless me on top of, you know, everything that I have. And I just need to make sure that I'm a light so that people see me and those that come in contact with me also know that it's okay, you know, to smile. It's okay uh, to have a good day. It's okay just to to have positive energy. So I want to make sure that anytime, you know, people see me, whether it's at work, whether it's at, you know, uh, just around, you know, the neighborhood, that they, they see a positive person. Yeah. Matthew Johnson, kind enough to take a few minutes with us uh, on the Tim DeMoss Show. Uh, just one other question, kind of what's ahead in terms of the voice process. What's the next step for you? We're getting excited for the next round. So we're getting ready for the knockouts. Uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait to get out there and, and have the world hear my voice again. So I'm super excited. And, and at each level, just so people understand the context, like how much, uh, as far as the song you sing or songs you sing, how much say do you have in that or, he, you know, you suggesting it versus here's something you're going to do? How does that work? Right. So um, as far as the, the blind auditions go, um, I had uh, the opportunity to choose my song, singing I Smile by Kirk Franklin. Um, John Ledger being my coach for the battle rounds, he decided for me and Sean Sounds uh, to sing Never Too Much by Luther Vandross. Yeah. And then for the uh, for the knockout rounds, I will have the opportunity to choose my song. So okay. I'm super excited about that. And Kelly helps you with that. You guys discuss and pra- I mean, do you have much time to practice and, and that turnaround time? is Oh yes, oh yes. You you know it's it's a job. You you, you what you do is you you sing and you, and you practice and you make it you make it uh, work for you. And so I, I enjoy having that time to where I can practice on my own and then have the ability to work with my coach as well. And then we just try to make it great and, and, and get it ready for you know the world to see. So I'm excited. Does Kelly make you feel very comfortable as far as uh, you know working with someone of that magnitude? 
Oh yeah, she she's definitely uh, someone that I, I feel comfortable with. Um, if I you know if I work with her, you know she can give me you know her feedback. I'm able to switch it just like that. If she does it in a way to where it's like it's your best friend telling you, you know, hey, what you did was great, but let's try something else, and it gives me another thought process, something I've never thought of. And so I'm super excited to be working with her because you know she's already making me even greater. That's excellent, Matthew. It's a, ple- a privilege talking to you, and pleasure, and God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. God bless you as well. Thank you. Have a great day as well. Thanks, Matthew. Bye-bye. That's Matthew Johnson. uh, Matthew Johnson, uh, one of the current contestants on Season 16 of The Voice. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. We'll take a short break and bring on another one. Rod Stokes, a current contestant on Season 16 of The Voice, and get his take on things. Looking forward to that here in just a moment on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 423 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. If you're interested in winning a free gift card to Dunkin' Wawa, courtesy of Brian of Chevrolet in Jenkintown, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. We'll draw a winner at the end of the program. And uh, just first and last name, where you're from, perhaps, and uh, DD or W to indicate your preference, if you have one. Also, quick note, don't forget, registration continues for WFIL's Pastors Appreciation Breakfast, the 25th of April, the date for that. It's a Thursday morning. Being a pastor is not easy. Life's not easy for anybody necessarily. But thinking in the pastor's world, they have a lot of people they're responsible for, and so One big reason we like to have this each year is just to love on pastors, give them a chance to recharge, uh, step away from the office, if you will, and the church itself, and go be with some other pastors and compare notes, be encouraged, and realize, hey, I'm not alone with some of the struggles I'm having, the challenges I'm having. And uh, so that's part of it. Of course, it is a breakfast, so we'll have delicious food available, time of worship, and uh, opportunities to uh, take some workshops. The whole thing's free, actually. So it's really a win-win for everybody if you... uh, or a pastor yourself, you're welcome to sign up directly at WFIL.com. If you're not a pastor, which I would imagine most of the audience is not officially a pastor, then just let your pastor know. There's a big banner right on our homepage. Can't miss it. WFIL.com. It's the Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast Banner. We've had dozens and dozens of pastors sign up, but we have more room. So we'd love to add you in there. Again, Thursday, the 25th of April. Sign up for free at WFIL.com. We are uh, continuing our conversations this hour, it's a, it's a cool way this is lined up with not one, not two, but three of the current contestants on season 16 of The Voice. We just had a nice conversation with Matthew Johnson, and uh, now we're bringing in a gentleman named Rod Stokes. Hello, Rod. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Tim? Wonderful. Congratulations on making it to this point. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. When did trying to be part of The Voice first become something you thought about doing? Uh, it's January the 11th of 2018, last year, okay. and uh, Kelly Clarkson popped up on it on Snapchat, and I was at the red light looking through, you know, Snapchat, waiting on the light to change, Yeah. and she talked about sending a video in. Well, long story short, I sent a video in, and I was chosen for the voice on Snapchat season four. Wow. And uh, that, that kind of just started my voice journey. 
it went crazy from there. <laughs> like I've been blown away. <laughs> I'll bet. Each, well, each contestant on the show, you know, has his or her own uh, a musical background and, and journey, like you're saying. And I understand it gets even crazier in the sense that when you were little, it really was more, I guess, you watching your sister sing in church, but you were on the shy side and kind of stuck to expressing yourself on the football field. Yes, sir. I, I never got into music. Like, I, I love sports, and I played. I lettered four years in golf in high school. I was our, our uh, school's number one golfer in high school, the big boy, too. And it, I played football uh, four years. I, you know, just love sports. And I'd go to FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, every Friday morning. And I'd hear my buddies up there singing, you know, friends of mine. And I'd be, like, kind of humming to myself, and I'd be like, Hey, I feel a little bit better than they are right now. <laughs> but I never would sing. Like, it's like, you know, being the big kid, and it's, this isn't a sob story. I had friends, tons of friends. You know, I was out going as far as outside of school, and and I had ton, lots of friends. And But I was the big kid, so I was, like, kind of more reserved and, like, uh, shy, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's just crazy how it turned out. I started singing my senior year of high school, and but I didn't sing in front, like corporately, at my home church that I was raised up in my entire life till I was 20 years old. Rod Stokes is uh, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL here in Philly. Uh, for a while there, did it look like football or golf might be the path you take into college and or or at least along with your studies? or ah, Not golf. <laughs> okay. I've never read good old scratch position you know i was i could shoot low 80s anytime i wanted to go so i knew golf wasn't going to be my resort at all but uh i kind of thought football i'm right at six five of 300 pounds you know i was about 360 in, in high school 370 i was a big kid wow it's something i loved and i actually went to college and uh coach steve campbell who is the head coach of university of south alabama uh contacted me a year and a half after i was out of high school asked me if I would want to play, if I was still interested in football. And uh, I said, you know, Lord, yeah. Anyways, I signed up in January, and uh, I went to play at Mississippi Gulf Coast at Perkinson Campus. And long story short, my daddy had had a hip replacement that December. Staph infection set in, and I had to come home and run our family business. He was out of work for about four months. Hmm. And I just never looked back. You know, it's like it's like my feet were just planted on a different path I, I started just really falling in love with music and and I didn't start learning the acoustic till I was right at 23 years old 22 23 and uh, I was telling the guys before I said hey, I was actually cut from a band <laughs> I had a guy but I was so terrible on the acoustic I, and I could understand I seen where he was coming from he's like I don't think we're headed in the same direction. <laughs> that's hilarious Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Rod Stokes is our guest uh, with The Voice. And, you know, and I understand now, and you, as someone who has faith in uh, the Lord, you also, you know, you could see how these twists and turns could discourage somebody. But at the same time, you look back on it and you also realize God's in charge of it all. Even, I believe, you met your wife on the road as you were doing the musical ministry. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, my wife lived about 20 minutes from me my our entire lives, and I never knew her, never met her. And uh, we went and sang at their church on a Sunday morning. And uh, she was doing a drama. And I looked, and I was like, man, she's this girl. You know, God forgive me, I'm about to go sing, but she's fine. You know, I'm like, goodness. And she didn't she didn't think no more about me than anything else. 
lady and a man and a man. You know, she could she could have gave a fat rat about me. She's like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't really care to know. But uh, yeah, it's when I saw her that morning. It just she sparked interest that quick, and um, I asked questions, and that's how we met. And we've been together for almost nine, going on nine years now. Been married four years, and um, she's just been the biggest blessing to me. That's great. Rod Stokes, current contestant on season 16 of The Voice, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. I just, I, I wanted to ask you, I mean, your path with The Voice initially had you on Blake Shelton's team, and uh, he wound up choosing your teammate, uh, Guy Rigdon, in a very difficult decision. What was it like to almost continue working with him, but then also have um, Adam swoop, swoop in and say, I'll take it from here? Oh, it was just a just a flood of emotions. Like I was like, oh my goodness! I, I sat on there when I walked down the stage. I'm like, I thought I was going home. <laughs> I'd already packed my bags. <laughs> I was ready to go. And uh, so it was just a flood of emotion because you know you want to win. You want to win your battle. You want to go out there and you want to do the do your best and be chosen. You know, it's just a a human thing. You know, you want to be the best at what you do. Sure. But when I wasn't chosen, so I it was kind of like this. It was disheartening. But yet, on the other hand, I was excited for Guy, you know, because of the friendship that we've built, you know? Yes. And yeah. so it was just a flood of emotions. But when Adam hit his button, like, I was just, like, I was so overjoyed. Like, I was overwhelmed, like, with emotions. It was crazy. Well, he was the first. It was surreal. He was the first of the coaches to turn his chair. So, you know, he really did see something or hear something in you right away. So that's encouraging to know from the get-go. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's exciting, like. And, and to be honest with you, like, standing on stage, you know, watching The Voice all these years, you know, I was like, oh, that's hogwash. They know who they're going to pick. And and honestly, it, it really doesn't work that way. When you're up there, I mean, it, it, it's different. Your mind's running 100 miles an hour, 100 different ways, thinking, okay, well, hang on. Adam has these great things to say. I could work with him. Should I go with him or John Legend or Blake? And it, it's crazy. That has to be totally surreal. Here. Totally surreal. But l- last question real quick about the battle round. You and Guyth Rigdon on Team Blake uh, Shelton, and you're teamed up uh, in, a, in a single song. At the end of the song, one of you is not going to continue on the same team. It's this weird, like we're playing hard together, we're singing hard together, and then one of you is going to be eliminated at the end. Kind of get past all that and say, we got business to do as we rehearse for this. Let's get ready and let's do a great job. Or Oh, yes, sir. That's that's what we talk about. Like we, we got our battle song, you know, we said, look, let's make this the best battle song we could possibly make it. Because you want to get up there and you want both to shine and succeed. And you want to show that you can work good together with anyone. I mean, if you ever reach a point where you just can't be told or you can't learn or you can't, you know, work with someone, then you don't need to be a part of it. That's just my opinion, you know. You want to work together, you know. In football, we team stands for together, everyone achieves more. So you can achieve so much more when you work together. The battle was fantastic. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Rod, thank you so much for your time. God bless you this next stage. Oh, God bless y'all. Thank y'all so much for having me. Sure thing. Have a great day. Yes, sir. Y'all too. Bye-bye. That's Rod Stokes, one of the current contestants on season 16 of The Voice. Glad to have him on board and... We have one more we're going to bring in before the program is over. The guy we were just describing who Rod was singing with in the battle round, Guyth Rigdon. He'll be joining us momentarily. A quick sports report first, though. A lot of sunshine the rest of the afternoon. Beautiful for the Phillies home opener. Uh, Low of 32 tonight and then kind of cloudy the next couple of days, but warming up.
Gotta love that. 66 the high tomorrow. And on uh, Saturday, I think we're heading to 72 or more. Nice. Uh, speaking of the Phillies, they're home this afternoon taking on the Braves. They have a 3-1 lead going in the fourth inning, I think it is. Andrew McCutcheon led off the uh, season for him. Is new with the team with a home run. That's pretty cool. Also going on, Flyers won last night in overtime. Their playoffs uh, picture is not too good for them, but they may still make it. One game at a time. Sixers are home this evening, and uh, March Madness resumes this evening as well, the Sweet 16 round. We'll take a short break and come back in just a moment with Guy Rigdon, season uh, 16 contestant for The Voice on AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 4.38 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Special day today on the program as we have not one, not two, but three of the current contestants on season 16 of The Voice, which I think is Mondays at 8 o'clock. Sometimes they, you know, they add extra episodes or other nights, but that's the main thing. Adam from Maroon 5, Kelly Clarkson, Blake Shelton, and newcomer John Legend are the current coaches. And without getting into all the machinery of it, because it is kind of complicated, there are different rounds to The Voice. Uh, The first one, the first stage, is called The Blind Auditions. I'll just give you the first two as we go into our interview here with our third and final guest of the day. Uh, As far as The Voice goes, Guy Rigdon will be joining us, who's currently, again, in the competition. The first round is uh, the first thing to do stage. It's called The Blind Auditions. And this is where those coaches I just mentioned, Adam Kelly Clarkson, uh, Blake Shelton, and John Legend, where they're in their chairs— They're facing away from the stage, so they can't see the performance. They can just hear who's singing. Each coach has the option to blindly push a button and turn their chair around if they'd like a particular performer to be on their team. Each of these coaches is building a team to compete. If more than one coach pushes their button and turns around for the same person, then the contestant on stage actually gets to choose amongst the four, you know, whoever has turned around, whether it's two or three or all four of them. And, uh, and then pick the person they want to work with. If it so happens that none of the coaches of the four push their button, then the contestant on stage is eliminated. So the blind auditions, that's kind of the, the first main level with the program. There's some pre-qualifying uh, things that folks can go to, including an open call. Uh, but that's like a very general, open to the masses, public kind of a thing. Anyway, so the blind auditions also give coaches an option to block another coach during the process, and it's kind of a way of elbowing them out if they want to have a leg up and have a chance to grab one of the players, uh, one of the uh, contestants. So in any case, that's, that's part of it. That goes on for a while. Then there's something called the battle round. That's next, and that's kind of where we're entering our conversation. Once the coaches have already filled their teams from those blind auditions, they work with the artists, they develop their skills, they coach them up, and then in the battle rounds, what's so odd is the coaches actually pit two of their own members against each other, and they sing... In the same song. So while they're trying to sound good together, at the same time, at the end of the song, one of them's going to be done. And so it's kind of a weird dynamic. And then, um, but if, if one of them, you know, the coach, after he's watched them both perform, uh, picks one, the other guy's not automatically uh, eliminated, could be picked up by another coach. And so that's what happened with our previous guest there a moment ago, Rod Stokes. He was originally on one team and then wound up landing on another the gentleman who technically defeated him is our guest right now, and uh, his name is Geith Rigdon, and we're glad to have him on board. How you doing? 
good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Congratulations on getting to this point so far. Must be very exciting for you. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's been crazy. When did becoming part of the voice or or going for it become something you first even considered trying for? You know, man. Actually, I um, I tried out for the voice back in 2014, and um, the best thing that could happen happened. I uh, I didn't didn't make it through the audition process and uh, was told no and uh, actually used that as as fuel to drive my career um, and then five years down the road here we are you know I, I worked real hard and was traveling and touring and recording records and this that and the other and got better and then they finally said yes that's a mature uh, way of of thinking about things at the time did you feel that way when when it first uh, didn't work out. I didn't, but but I've always been the I've always been that guy to have that kind of mentality, kind of the the don't tell me no, or I'm going to prove you wrong kind of mentality. Um, okay, and that's what I did. You know, at first, whenever I got the no, you know, I was kind of upset about it. You know, in my mind, I was ready, but I was always trying to be better, and and nothing's changed. You know, I'm still always trying to be better and learn more and this that and the other. And yeah, at the time, I didn't. It, it kind of bothered me, but. I got past it. Yeah. Keith Rigdon with The Voice is our guest. Um, each contestant on the show has his or own, uh, her own musical background. Like a fellow Voice teammate, at least at the time, Rod Stokes, who you did battle with, didn't really sing at all as a kid. He was more into golf and football. Uh, for you, was music an integral part when you were young, or were there other things that you thought you might pursue as you were getting older? Music's always been a very, very big part of, uh, of my life. We sang in church. Seven, eight, nine years old. My dad was in a gospel band, and then I picked the guitar up. We kind of got out of it between there, uh, and whenever I picked up the guitar around fifteen, so from like nine to fifteen, you know, I was a kid not knowing what he wanted to do. Picked it up at fifteen, and I've been doing it ten years now, ever since. But but I think in the the, the time between there, I've always been I'm a huge supporter, and you know, uh, military and uh, men and women in blue and things like that. And so that was a, a field that. You know, I think if music wouldn't have worked out, that it, I could have possibly went into. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think sometimes viewers may mistakenly assume that those who participate in The Voice are relatively inexperienced, maybe you know, talented but kind of off the street and just discovered somewhere in a diner or this or that. But in, in your in your case, totally not the case. You've released a couple albums already, even before this experience, right? I have, I have. Yeah, I've been, I've been. Uh... Paying my dues, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, for for ten years, yeah, I've released uh, two albums. You know that that did really well across the globe and hit radio. And you know, in my opinion, I think there's there's people who go on the show that are singers and that are phenomenal singers. And then there's people who go on the show that are artists that that have been beating the clubs up across the country. And um, I feel like I, I feel like I can fall under that category. Yeah, and part of the compliments, I think, for you have been that you have more than a voice, that you know how to work with the crowd or work with the room or, or perform, you know, put a, a show on, uh, and people can have a strong right. voice, but that, that only carries you so far. It does, it does. Um, I, I'm, You know, me and Rod work extremely well together. Um, when I first got picked up with Rod, uh, or got paired up with Rod, I was so nervous. But, and it's not like I didn't know who he was. We was hanging out you know, in the hotels and this, that, and the other, and having a good time. 
but I didn't know him as a as a. Um, I just knew he was a great singer. I didn't really get to know him until we got paired up together and we started working together. Mm. And come to find out, I had something that he didn't have, and he had something that I didn't have. And what I had that he didn't have was the ability to uh, relax on stage um, physically and and interact with the crowd and interact with your partner. And so Rod fed off of me a lot on that. Yeah. But what I fed off of Rod on is he never sang the song the same way twice. Rod was, he's just a vocalist. He's a, he's an incredible vocalist. So I would feed off of things that he would do with his vocals. Um, and he would help me with, with little harmonizing things here and there and, and runs to do with your vocals. And so we fed off each other big time. I don't think I could have been paired with a better person. You know, and uh, for those just tuning in, uh, Guy Rigdon from The Voice is on our program, Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL here in Philly. He was very gracious to you because I asked him when the, the moment was coming for Blake to choose whether he's going to keep you or Rod, uh, what was it like? And he says a rush of emotion and all of that. But one of the emotions he said that came out was he was glad for you because of the friendship you guys had developed during the time on The Voice. That's, and it sounds like you, you feel similarly to him. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Rod and I, are, Rod and I are still friends. I actually talked to him Tuesday night after the uh, or Tuesday after the show. We we caught up for an hour and a half on the phone, just feeding off of each other with things that are happening in our lives right now. Yeah, Rod's a Rod's just the the he's a man's man. He's the he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Uh, Christian guy. Just I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, it seemed like you had that in common, too. His, and we're a Christian station here in Philly. WFIL actually has a long history. It was like Dick Clark, American Bandstand, and a lot of boss jocks. Wow. And uh, it was a country format for a while, actually, adult contemporary. Now it's more of like a teaching and talk pastors kind of a thing. But we also have this talk show in the afternoon. And, uh, you know, so it's a, it fits right in. And we, we do a lot of stuff like this. So um, I'm glad we could have you on. I, I, I wanted to say this, too. During the, the video of you um, with your blind audition, there's they, they cut away to the side, you know. And I guess, was it your dad over there? Who was It was so excited, almost crying, and, and family and friends. It's just an emotional thing. Have you chan- had a chance to watch that after the fact? I watch it almost every day. Hmm. My dad is my hero. He has been with me since day one. You know, I used to sing gospel music in churches and nursing homes with my dad. Whenever I was seven, eight, nine years old, my dad recorded a gospel album. So, yeah, my dad's my dad's my hero. <clears throat> but my brothers were standing there. Uh, we had a couple friends, and then my wife, of course, was there as well. And she's been with me for six years, almost six years now. So she's went from watching me play to the bartender to watching me play for big, big crowds. Yeah, and just to see that. I mean, it, you, I don't know I don't know any of those people, but I could tell, and it was emotional for me even watching to see how much it meant to them to see you at that point. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's got to be, a like you yeah. said, watching every day wouldn't surprise me. I'd probably do the same thing. Dad always said growing up, he said, guys, we just have to find that that right button to push to let America know who you are. And and we called it, you know, as a metaphor, we called it a button. And um, it was so funny that, that what it ended up being was an actual button to push for America to know who I am. And uh, yeah. so that was that was the thing as a father that he was proud to see. And and he, he kind of, I feel like he kind of lives through me, and, I, and I'm so glad that I'm able to take him on this journey. He was a musician, and he he never, you know, he didn't he didn't make it. And so yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to do this and, uh, and, and give that back to him. 
Gareth Rigdon with The Voice. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you, and have fun. Keep enjoying the ride. WFIL, thank you guys so much, man. Absolutely. Have a great day. You too, man. Bye-bye. That's Guy Thrigdon with uh, Season 16 of The Voice, one of the current contestants. The third of three we're privileged to have on today. Rod Stokes and Matthew Johnson, also a part of our program. We'll take a quick break and uh, have one final segment coming up in just a moment. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's 4.52 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in. A few things to shoehorn in here. First of all, in a little bit, we'll give away a Wawa Duncan gift card, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. If you're interested in getting the mix for that, just send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. You know, first and last name and where you're from, perhaps, and the preference you have. Unlike, I got a text uh, near the beginning of the show where someone texted in to enter and said, in parentheses, Target gift card. <laughs> like, I didn't know we were giving those away. <laughs> well, while we're at it, do you have an airline ticket for me? For No, so it's Wawa or Duncan only, not make up your own prize. I guess that could be a contest we do one day. But for now, we'll just uh, say, put a DD if you want to win Duncan or a W if you want to win Wawa. To 610 500 3683. Do that in the next few minutes and we'll draw a winner out when the program is over. Also, while you're texting, if you would like to win a copy of Dr. James Dobson, a family talk, and of course he co founded, uh, uh, not co founded, founded Focus on the Family, um, he has a classic book called Bringing Up Boys. He's written tons of books, and we're hoping to have him on the program as early as next week, might be the week after. He has a classic book called Bringing Up Boys. And as the title suggests, that's really what it's about. And he's got a lot of wisdom in there. We have a couple of copies to hand out. So text me if you want to win a copy of that. And we'll hopefully put you in the mix to win uh, that as well. Again, 610-500-DOVE. We want to wrap up with something on a serious note, which is pretty cool, though. We had a, recently Robert Lewis and Tom Carter with Cross International in studio uh, with the... Uh, well, I'll just let them get into it here. This, this, just listen to the story that they told. They told a number of really good stories, and they were in. And, and just uh, check this out. This is Tom uh, and Robert. We were in Cleveland in December, and we were sharing the needs of these children. And on our computer screens, we saw a gift come in for two. And off to the side, it said, this gift is from my two children who are both terminally ill. And I was like, What? And I went into the hall. We don't normally do this, but I just felt led to do it. And I called this lady. And I said, ma'am, I don't want to be intrusive or nosy. But I said, the comments you left got my attention. And we just, number one, would like to pray for you and your kids. But I'd like to to, kind of know if you would share with me what's going on with them. She said, I don't mind. She said, they are 9 and 11. They both were born with an arthritic condition, which actually eats away at the organs. And it's so strange that it, they're not organ transplants uh, candidates. They, they, they can't have any transplants. Okay. And she said, several years ago, my husband, with all the stress, the medical bills, she said he left us. And he, she said he left me as a single mom trying to make keep our house and feed these kids and pay the medical bills. And she said, so... The kids were listening to you guys on the radio, and they came in and said, Mom, we want to help two of those children. 
She said, thank you for being so, so kind. But she said, I don't have any money to help. And she said, they were adamant. They weren't going to let me rest. And they said, no, we have to help. And she said, you guys, I don't have any money. I'm trying to, I'm working two jobs. I'm trying to keep a roof over our heads, food in the refrigerator and, and pay as much of your medical bills as I can. I just can't do it. And they said, mom, we have to, she said, they were so persistent. I got upset with them. And she said, you guys don't understand. I have all this on my plate, and now it's Christmas time. And she said, my two kids looked at me, and as if they planned it, in this, at the same time, they said, Mom, use the money that you were going to buy our Christmas presents with and give it to those kids. She, she started crying. I started crying. I said, wow, you have to be very proud. She said, I am. She said, but what they don't know is I received word last week that their organs are both, both kids' organs are shutting down. I don't even know if I'll have my kids at Christmas. Hmm. But she said, we're giving this money. It's from them, from their pure and sincere hearts, in hopes that two more children will have a chance at extended life and whatever their needs are. Hmm. I got off the phone. I went back in the studio. I asked her, I said, do you mind if I share this? And she thought about it for a minute. She said, I guess if you think it'll help. I, and so I've shared it everywhere I go. What could she said, we went back in the studio, and I shared that on the air. You know, the phones lit up. People were given in honor of her kids. People were given in memory of kids that they had lost. And the station, all the staff and management came in. They said, we're going to adopt them this Christmas. Her family's going to have the best Christmas they've ever had. That's Robert Lewis with Cross International. If you go to our website, there's a little banner there where you can jump in and help uh, sponsor a child. Uh, it's $88 for school tuition for a whole year. And if you add $22 to that, they have lunch every day. Very powerful opportunity. That's just a little snippet of the conversation. If you want to go back to our website, WFIL.com, the whole show, I think that was April, mm, no, I mean March 12 or 13. Uh, there's a picture of them up there. So listen, and you can hear the whole story, that one and all the other ones. Uh, we're actually just partnering with Cross International. We don't talk about ourselves much, the, the guys do, but we're very much walking alongside them and would like to encourage you to join hands with them. There were, I think, almost 90% of the way there. So help out with what you can, WFIL.com. Look for the Cross International banner near the top of our homepage. Congratulations to Linda, who just texted in. She's got the Wawa gift card. And somebody else who forgot their name, apparently. You know who you are. You said you want the Dobson book. We'll hook you up with that. Thanks for listening in. Looking forward to doing our famous Friday show tomorrow. Jim Axum, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.